This podcast is supported by Understood Explains. As parents, we are often having to figure out things as we go, and that is very true for our children's education. And to help you out, I want to tell you about a podcast called Understood Explains. This season is hosted by teacher and special education expert, Juliana Ortube, and she discusses all the things you'd want to know about individual education plans, or IEPs, what they are, why they're needed, who benefits from them, and what to expect when you have meetings with teachers. I could have really used this podcast when my son had an IEP for speech when he was six. I was overwhelmed trying to understand the process and what everything meant. The episode on Understood Explains, Does My Child Need an IEP?, was the kind of info that would have really helped me get the most out of the educational support of the IEP for my son. And if you need that kind of support, I really recommend this podcast. To listen to Understood Explains, search for Understood Explains in your podcast app. That's Understood Explains. Welcome to Mom and Mind, where we dive into all aspects of perinatal mental health and wellness related to conception, pregnancy, birth, loss, postpartum, and new parenthood. We raise the volume on these topics in hopes that someday everyone will have the support and information that they deserve before they need it. Please note this podcast is not a replacement for treatment by a professional or professional training. Hello, friends. Welcome back to Mom and Mind. I'm your host, Dr. Kat, and this is our 100th episode. It's hard to believe that this podcast was born two years ago already, in June of 2016, and it's been quite a journey with so many amazing guests, heartbreaking and beautiful real stories from mothers and partners, and so many experts and advocates who've come on to really share their truths about perinatal mental health. Sometimes people ask why I chose to do a podcast. As is with many things in my life, my passion sort of chose me. And it was initially a flicker of an idea. A colleague had suggested it, brought it up. Uh, But it seemed like something to consider for later on, some other point. Then I just woke up one day and I knew that I needed to do this. I needed to find a way to get more information into the hands of moms, into the hands of professionals, and to have thought-provoking and real discussions about perinatal mental health and really yell out to anyone who will listen that this stuff is real and we can do better by mothers and families. And well, now here I am, can't stop, won't stop. We are gonna keep on going. Some people ask me if I am running out of topics to discuss and the answer to them is always no, I am not running out of topics to discuss. You'd be surprised by how many different things there are to talk about in relation to perinatal mental health. It's a massive, massive transition in the life of a woman, of a partner, of a man, of a family, of a baby, to have a baby. The scope of the transition into motherhood and parenthood, while beautiful and transformative and amazing, is also sort of riddled with potholes, so to speak. There are so many factors that impact mothers, fathers, partners, and I often feel like we've only just scratched the surface on the podcast. We've addressed many of the changes that happen, like postpartum depression, postpartum anxiety, postpartum OCD, birth trauma, postpartum bipolar, um, postpartum psychosis, um, suicide, breastfeeding challenges, pregnancy, depression, and anxiety, and really quite a few things related to like diagnosis and symptoms. 
We've done a couple of episodes on the male experience, and we really have way much more to cover there. We've touched on some of the cultural and ethnic factors that can impact mothers, but we really have a very long way to go to cover all of that. Some of the things we've talked about are the more unseen or nuanced parts of this transition, like perfectionism, pressure from society, systems issues, and I may have gone off a time or two on my soapbox about the things that get under my skin, about the things that we can be doing better, and there are so many things that we can be doing better. But there are also so many things that we're doing well and so many organizations and people that are fighting so hard for moms and families. And we've been able to have those discussions on this podcast as well. And while there are so many organizations and people doing amazing, amazing work, this go around for this episode 100, I really wanted to hear from you too. I wanted to let you all in on the action and several people called in or wrote in to share their messages of hope or what they really want people to know. I really feel that we are all in this together, and when we raise our voice together, so much good can be accomplished. So many mothers and families can be supported. So I really want to thank all of you who have participated, and I'm so excited to share your messages today. My name is Sarah. I was diagnosed with postpartum um, anxiety and depression, And my message for Maternal Mental Health Month is just to know that you're not alone. Um, I feel like that was the biggest stressor for me during initially being diagnosed is I just felt very alone in the process and just coming out of and into recovery knowing that I am not alone. There's so many women and men that are going through, you know, postpartum anxiety and depression and just to talk about it. And I think the best piece of advice I heard during my recovery that just really stuck to me was the fact that our mind is just as important of an organ as our lungs and our heart. I think the important thing to remember is that if you were to have issues with your heart or your lungs or the liver, there would be no hesitation about medication or therapy in that recovery process and to treat your mind just as you would your entire body, because without our mind or our brain, the rest of our body would not function, and just to hold to that high of a degree. And just to also know for mothers and fathers who may be going through postpartum depression, anxiety, that this is happening to you, but it doesn't define you. And that was another great piece of advice, because I just felt um, during my recovery that I was a failure to my family and to my daughter, And I was letting it define me. And in my recovery and therapy and medication, I I started to realize that this this was something that was just happening to me, which made it easier for me to overcome. And my last message is just to know that there's a warrior deep down inside of each and every one of us that's just waiting to break through. After being out of my recovery, I feel stronger than ever. I feel as important as someone who's recovering from postpartum anxiety and depression or OCD just to talk about it. I feel more proud than ever that this happened to me because I feel like I'm able to make a difference to someone that may need me in the future. And I have made that difference just by striking up a conversation with a new mom or even a new dad or if someone seems a little down, just talking about your journey because it is important and and knowing that you can conquer it. My name is Noelle, 
And when I became pregnant, I was at an all-time high. I was ready to um, hit the ground running with um, in motherhood and just be, a, you know, a mother warrior. But when I had my baby, that quickly changed, and um, I was hit with reality. My world just was engulfed in darkness. Um, nothing that my baby would do would allow me to bond with him. My darkness just overrode any need that he wanted, and I just wanted out of it. Any way I could possibly get out of it, I would relinquish my responsibility to be with him. This podcast is supported by Starglow Media's Mysteries About True Histories. From the creators of the hit top-ranking kids educational podcast in the world, Who Smarted, the Emmy-nominated Nat Geo Disney Plus's Brain Games and Netflix's Brainchild, comes Mysteries About True Histories, affectionately known as M-A-T-H, or math, in which kids ages six and up can hear humorous and educational stories that follow two best friends, Max and Molly, while they go on adventures through time solving puzzles, hidden equations, talking about history, and making learning cool. Episodes transport listeners to moments in history like Pythagoras's ancient Greece, the era of the Aztecs, Sir Isaac Newton's England, and more. When I drive my son to school in the morning, we listen to these episodes that fit perfectly in our commute, with the episodes being about 15 minutes long. And this podcast is right up my son's alley because he loves to solve problems and happens to love math and the types of punny jokes that Max likes to tell. So tune in to Mysteries About True Histories with your kids. You can follow and listen on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your pods. Well, hey there, Busy Mama. Are you looking for ways to make your life easier, your home less chaotic, and at the same time, add more joy to your life? My name is Deanna Yates, and I'm the host of Wanna Be Clutter Free, a podcast all about letting go of the stuff we don't need in our lives so that we can focus on what truly matters. Don't worry, I'm not going to tell you to throw it all away or make you feel guilty about keeping something you love, no matter how many other people don't quite understand it. But I will give you practical and more importantly, actionable advice so that you can make progress right away. And you won't just hear it from me. There are amazing guests too. It's like having your bestie in your pocket, telling you it's okay to let go of the things that are not serving you and your family in a totally non-judgmental way. So join me over on the podcast where we can work on progress over perfection for those of us that want to be clutter-free. I knew that this was not normal, and I knew just like childbirth, I needed to put up my hands and surrender. I needed to understand that this was not normal, but it needed to be addressed, and I'm so glad that I did. I got the help that I needed, and it takes work. It takes so much work, but I am so happy and so in love with my child. I am a mother warrior. Hi, uh, my name is Shay Arnold Hyam. I'm a midwife and a mom and an avid listener of the Mom and Mind podcast, and so I wanted to leave a brief excerpt from a post that I recently made in my Facebook uh, New Moms group that I have. We've got about 128 members. So I recently made a post about maternal mental health, and I will read an excerpt of it for the podcast. I want to add my voice and bring the issue of maternal mental health out in the open so that every mom here feels safe and welcome to share what she might be struggling with. 
or so that at least she does not feel alone and she knows there is help and hope. The majority of women will experience normal baby blues in the early postpartum period, but up to one in five moms will experience a mental health condition or mood disorder as a result of childbearing. It is under-recognized, under-treated, and under-discussed, which means the number could actually be much higher. The consequences of silence, stigma, guilt, and shame around these mental health changes can unravel amazing women and their families in turn. We now know that there are physiologic changes that occur in a woman's body while she is pregnant and after she gives birth that can cause or worsen mood disorders. It is not in any way the mom's fault. It is a medical condition and must be treated as such. For the moms who experience these challenges, help is critical and healing is possible. I know because I'm a mom who has experienced the trifecta of postpartum depression, anxiety, and PTSD. Yes, even though I am a nurse and a midwife who has studied and screened for and treated maternal mental health conditions throughout my career, it still happened to me. And what's more, for a long time, I didn't know I was experiencing it. Depression and anxiety can change your brain chemistry and can make it feel like you are in a fog, or you convince yourself this is just the new normal. I am forever grateful to my family who noticed my mood changes and supported me in getting the treatment I needed. The journey to healing wasn't easy. It's still an ongoing endeavor, but I now know and can tell any other moms out there who may be struggling that healing is possible. I went through multiple therapists, psychiatrists, medications, and wanted to give up so many times. But with the continued support of my family, I kept trying and finally found a fantastic psychiatrist and an effective medication, and my life turned around. If you feel you might be experiencing depression, anxiety, or some other type of mood change, please do not be ashamed, and please get yourself the help you need and deserve. You can start by making an appointment with your OBGYN to discuss your symptoms or your midwife, or you can go straight to booking a psychiatry appointment to be evaluated. You are worth it, and your family is worth it. And if you feel you have no one else in the world, you have me. And you have all the other moms who have been through it, too. This is from Kaylin. Hi, Dr. Kat. Just listening to the podcast and wanted to call in that it truly takes a village to raise children. And there's a reason why that is a phrase uh, in our culture, even though it sounds very corny, because it is truly true. And as a recovering perfectionist, I did not believe that. I thought I could do the motherhood thing completely by myself and then call my partner, my husband in, you know, as needed when I needed support. And that's just not realistic if you want to stay, stay mentally healthy. So everyone needs extra help. It takes a village. That is the case for everyone. So no one is able to do this well, in my opinion, you know, just by themselves and still sit, stay mentally healthy. So rely on support, use support, and don't feel guilt or shame about that. Thank you. Hi, Dr. Kat. This is Leslie of Comadre Wellness. I um, wanted to record something for the podcast. I just want to say that we are getting ready for the walk that we're doing um, to raise awareness for maternal mental health. This cause is so meaningful to me because we, um, my family and I, have 
experienced a lot of um, challenges during my pregnancies, and I just want to say to anybody who's listening that you will get through it. Just utilize your support system, accept any help that's offered to you, and again, just know that there is light at the end of the dark. So I hope that that message gives somebody hope. This is Christina Delaney in Tennessee. I'm a postpartum psychosis survivor and advocate for moms. I want new moms to know that they're not alone in this journey and that it's okay to reach out for help. There's a whole network of specialists and warrior moms and advocates that are here for you, that are here to support you. It not only takes a village to raise a baby, but it takes a village to support the mom and family and to continue to advocate for the best care possible for mom, baby, and families. Thank you for this opportunity. I hope you have a great day. This is Dr. Kendra Forrest Carter, and I just want to say that Mom and Mind is amazing, and I am so happy to listen to all of the podcasts and just hear a lot about um, maternal mental health and the work that Dr. Kat and all the amazing colleagues she's had on the show doing because I feel it's work that needs to be done. And I am very supportive of this platform and I hope that it continues because I can tell you that it has helped a lot of my moms who I refer to, um, who I refer mom and mine to, and they are very, very happy to listen to everything that she has to say as well as the other professionals. So go, Dr. Katz, and I hope that you continue to do this podcast and it grows beyond and really change the world of maternal mental health. And I'm very happy and proud to know you, and I hope that um, you continue to do great work. My name is Gabriela, and this message is for the podcast. I'm just saying that for new moms or for for moms in general, that it's okay to always ask for help when you need it the most. Being a mom is a very hard job, and as well as it's very rewarding. And do a great job, mom. You're doing a great job regardless of what you're doing. You're doing the best job that you can to make sure that your child is growing healthy and being very happy. And it's also important for us to take care of ourselves as a way to to recover from the postpartum process. Thank you. Hey, Dr. Kat, this is Bridget, and I wanted to send you a message for the podcast. I just wanted to tell you about one of the things I really wish I had known way back when. Before my first daughter was born, I went through about three and a half years of infertility treatments, IVF, just total mental chaos. And my relationship was tanked, my health, my mind. I was basically a shadow of my former self already. So when she came into this world, I fell hard into PPD and totally and completely lost myself. I don't know where I was. I was just gone. And that fact was always what felt the most horrible or the most ugly and unrecoverable. So a lot's happened since then, therapy, medication, a few moves, change in jobs, even a second baby and a new dog. I still struggle with depression and anxiety and everything else, but sometime after my second kid was born, I found myself again, and she was someone new, someone unfamiliar, 
I wouldn't know her if I'd seen her a few years back, but it is still me. Not worse, not better, just a different, very different edition. And I wish that I'd known that back when it felt the worst. So to any mama out there who is feeling this way, you do come back, I promise. And it feels good to get to know that new person, even on the super tough days. Anyway, thank you so much for listening and for your wonderful show. Bye. Hi, Kat. This is Andrea Schneider. I am just calling to let you know that I really appreciate all the work that you're doing to help mommies out there with your podcast, Mom and Mind. You're doing fabulous work, and I wanted to send a message to all the mommies out there that help is available. Don't give up. Reach out. Call Postpartum Support International. Go onto the website. Connect with volunteers that will connect you with helping professionals who are trained and know how to help you to heal, you will be well. The pain and the suffering that you're going through if you have a perinatal mood or anxiety disorder is temporary, and with help, you're going to be better. So just know that. My name is Amy Zadzik, and what helped me was writing poetry. And here's my poem called Make a Home. When the dog forgoes crumbs to follow my slippers, the morning light's still out. Sit down to write. The going can wait, for today is the day. I grow a third arm, perfect to turn a doorknob quiet, to not awaken the length of his eyelashes gently fluttering, wrapped in one hundred monsters, disguised as bulky dreams. Sit down to imagine that what tastes best is the skin of an apple, that what feels best is my tush on the hand-painted pillow, that what looks best is the foggy gaze of the woods from this spot. Here, what sounds best is catching the kettle before it whistles. What smells best is the coffee spill that I slurp off the countertop. What moves best is the journey back to the a.m. waiting. For when he wakes, Do not force the words. Use hand signals. Carry him through doorways. Be careful to learn the new shape. Overnight added two new pounds and one quarter inch. Put him down to make new scratch marks on the wall. A ninja smoothie. Instruct the good guy to add spinach for super strength. Celery for speed and strawberries. Drink up. Send off the bad guys. Hold on tight to his vitamin-packed stash and words. A story, a battle, and a magic stone. Sit down again to imagine he grows full to make his own version of home. Inherits your cookie jar. Thank you so much to everybody who called in and left a message for us here on the podcast. And I also want to let you know that several people wrote in and I will be sharing their messages on Facebook and Instagram this week as well. It really means so much to hear directly from you listeners and to have your message to share with everyone. So thank you. Frankly, even though we are at episode 100, I often feel like it's not close to being enough because there are still so many things to highlight. But for now, I'll take a little trip down memory lane just to highlight some of the most popular episodes so far in on the Mom and Mind podcast. Maybe not surprisingly, 
the most popular episode is our first episode, where I tell my personal story of postpartum depression and anxiety and OCD, and I go over some of the basics of maternal mental health. Episode number one, if you listen to it, you can hear I was new at this, uh, really trying pretty hard and hadn't quite found my voice yet. I'm a little bit stiff. Not that I'm not now, but uh, you can hear the transition. If you've been listening from episode one and then now you listen to episode 100 or any of the ones um, closer to 100, you can hear um, my progression and my progress as um a podcaster and interviewer. So here's a clip of episode number one, my story. I became more and more sad. My daughter was having difficulty with nursing um, and I was having excruciating pain with nursing. And it took a little bit of time to figure out that she had a tongue tie. And after we had that fixed, things were a little bit easier, but still for months, it was very, very painful. So going back to the first couple of days, around day four or five, I just lost it. I was crying all the time. I didn't understand what was going on. And I had called a good friend and she told me, that's okay. The crying is normal. This is what happens. That was incredibly comforting. Um, but I couldn't shake the the deep sense of like kind of what in the world did I get myself into? I had thoughts of like, well, I don't know what I'm doing. She's, you know, having a hard time or I'm having a hard time. I was so tired and beside myself, just really feeling inadequate and feeling like all of those things that I was supposed to feel like the motherhood and nursing and all of these things were supposed to come naturally. Well, you know, some things did, but not everything does. Uh, and looking back, that was one of the first myths of motherhood that I had fallen for, is that we know everything once that baby comes, as if for some magical reason, all of a sudden we know some information is downloaded from somewhere and we're like, um, you know, in the matrix or something. And all of a sudden we just know. Well, with clarity now, I know that that doesn't happen anywhere at any time for anybody. So why was that pressure on me? Well, it's on most moms. So let's just keep that in, in mind. Moving forward, as time went on, I became more and more anxious and worried about her. Um, she was sleeping right next to me in a co-sleeper. And I had the baby monitor on and right next to my head, even though she was right next to me. And I had it turned up so that I could hear her, even though she was right next to me. So why did I think that was necessary? Well, in my mind, I thought, oh, I have to, if something's wrong, I have to be able to hear her. And if I can amplify her noise, any noises that she makes, then this will for sure wake me up and I'll be able to attend to her. We have another very popular episode, number seven, The Good Mother with Dr. Diana Barnes. This is one of my favorites too. I could listen to her talk at any time about pretty much anything. Um, she's been doing this work for a long time and has so much knowledge. And in this episode, she just goes into that headspace that we all get into about needing to be a perfect mother and um, the pressures that come along with that. And Dr. Barnes has such a great way of talking about the dynamic. So let's listen in here. 
the dialogue between a mother and her unborn child is a chemical dialogue. We know that mm-hmm. stress crosses the placenta, um, severe anxiety crosses the placenta, depression crosses the placenta. So, you know, this is not in an effort to alarm any of your listeners. I mean, it doesn't mean if you have a stressful day that you're harming your baby. We're, right, right. we're talking about, you know, undue, chronic, continuing stress you know, clinically diagnosed anxiety disorder or depression uh, Mm -hmm. has an impact because we know that it actually creates chemical changes. We know that Mm -hmm. there are elevations in in levels of things like um, cortisol, you know, the adrenal Mm -hmm. hormones, and babies experience this. Um, So when we're struggling because of anxiety or depression, that has an impact on what that baby is experiencing in the womb. We also heard from Melissa Thompson of the Honest Mamas podcast in episode 69, where we talked about postpartum feelings of anger, rage, failure, and guilt. So yeah, no wonder that this is a very popular episode. We are all dealing with this on some level in the transition to motherhood and fatherhood and parenthood, and it impacts us deeply. And I I really think having the discussions and calling this out is so important. So let's have a listen to that. As women, it's so hard for us to learn how to express our anger. It's not a very, let's just say, socially acceptable feeling, I think, in our culture, especially for a woman, to get mad, to get really mad, and sometimes to feel their rage and anger. And I think it's shut down a lot as being, yeah. oh, you're just crazy. Oh, you're just, uh, you know, being neurotic. Yeah. I mean, going back to olden days, you're being neurotic. Uh, and so I think it stems a lot from that. And there's no place for it. It's I think I'm hoping through these conversations like this that things will change. But the more we're able to speak to it, the more we're able to share it in communities where we don't feel judged, where we feel accepted the less likely it is that it'll come up out of nowhere and wipe us off our feet. Right. So I think that's part of it. When we talk about the guilt and the feelings of failure is that as a mom, really ask yourself, if you're listening, ask yourself, is it okay for me to be angry? You know, is it socially acceptable, you know, with my family, with my friends, with my husband even, for me or my wife, you know, depending on who you're with, is it okay for me to feel anger and to feel not great sometimes around being a mother and to feel really frustrated about what my child has done, said, acted like? And I think a lot of that when we're not having these conversations or we do feel judged, it can lead us to feeling a lot of guilt and a lot of shame. And so not only now are we mad, We then have done something to sort of release some of that anger. And now we're in addition to being mad, we are now feeling guilty. Hello, you sentient ball of stardust. My name is Casey Davis. I'm a therapist and I'm an author of the book, How to Keep House While Drowning, where I talk about ways to make it a little bit easier to take care of yourself when you're overwhelmed, stressed, have mental health issues, physical health issues, or maybe you're just in a hard season of life. Maybe you're looking for a place that you can come and listen to some practical advice. This is a podcast for all of the self-help rejects. We're going to talk about skills for survival and self-kindness. And I'm going to leave the pop psychology at the door. I promise not to tell you to meditate or to journal. We're just going to give you some really insightful conversations with hopefully some practical advice.
So I don't believe you need to pick yourself up by the bootstraps. I don't want you to just try harder, and I don't believe that laziness exists. So join me over on Struggle Care, where we can find compassionate solutions that help us function a little bit better. Hey there, I'm Debbie Reber, the founder of Tilt Parenting and the author of the book, Differently Wired. The mission of Tilt is to change the way neurodivergence, whether that's having a learning disability, having ADHD, being gifted, autistic, or some combination of all of the above, is perceived and experienced so differently wired kids and the parents like us raising them can truly thrive. On the Tilt Parenting Podcast, I get to talk with authors, therapists, educators, and parenting experts who are committed to this mission. I ask the questions my listeners are most curious about when it comes to supporting our kids. And in turn, my guests share strategies for challenges, out-of-the-box ideas for navigating school, best practices for therapies, tips for advocating, and so many thoughtful insights on what it really takes to help our kids grow up feeling seen and respected so they can create awesome lives for themselves. I know that raising a differently wired kid can feel overwhelming and isolating, but I promise you, you are not alone and it can feel so much better. If you're on this parenting journey, come listen to Tilt Parenting. Together, we can shift this paradigm and show up for our exceptional kids with hope, possibility, and joy. In episode 73, I talk about perfection and new motherhood and how that whole concept is really tearing us up. I feel like I want to go on strike and ban perfection basically from the world. I'm even trying to delete the word from my own vocabulary because I think it's so damaging for us, but very specifically for moms. So here's a look into that episode. One thing that I notice a lot with very highly perfectionist moms is they also come with a really high sense of morality and conscientiousness. What I mean by that is like a very strong sense of right and wrong and a very strong sense of what is sort of morally correct. And where I see this really sort of explode emotionally for moms who are experience a really high level of anxiety, if they're also experiencing intrusive thoughts, And I suppose for just intrusive thoughts in general, not just for anxious moms, but this sort of connection that I see quite often with intrusive thoughts and this really high sense of conscientiousness are sort of at odds with each other. So for instance, a mom is having a thought that pops into her mind that is disturbing or upsetting to her about something happening to her child or doing something to her child. And then she knows she would never do that. And how could she possibly think that? And then what a bad mother she must be for feeling that way or thinking that way. So if you can sort of see where that cross section is of the intrusive thought coming in, it being so not okay in the mom's mind for that thought to be coming in and that it's so not her to do those things, And I'm using moms right now as an example, but this also happens to other people. So this thought comes in that is essentially antithetical to who she is and something she would never do and is out of her control in some sense that the thought is coming in is out of her control. And then being upset with herself that she had the thought and wanting the thoughts to just stop and sort of digging her heels in and then they are not just stopping because she says she wants them to stop. And then on some level, 
intensifying in some other way because there's this combination of oh my gosh I can't believe I would think that and oh my gosh I would never do that and that being just so not part of who she is and then also on top of all of that not at all part of the motherhood that she had hoped for. And of course, there's the postpartum anxiety episode number 87 with Dr. Carly Snyder. This is a really great showcase of perinatal anxiety and one that we need to be talking about more in general because anxiety is so common and it can be so debilitating too. I really believe that just hearing the discussion about what anxiety can look like and feel like is eye-opening for a lot of moms. They can really relate to this. So here's a little bite from that episode. Your anxiety cannot improve without consistent sleep. Yeah. So a lot of women look at me and they're like, but I have a newborn. Are you joking? (laughs) Right. And I'm like, well, you know, part of it is planning, Mm -hmm. getting help. You don't need to do it alone. Right. Right. The notion of it takes a village, that is legit. Right. And find your village Mm -hmm. and get the help you need Mm -hmm. because whatever it looks like for you, Sleep is the most important component to all of this. Yeah. There is no one in the world who feels okay with consistent absent sleep, <laughs> lack right. of sleep, right? We all yeah. just feel awful, mm-hmm. you know? And there's no manual that says, oh, by the way, the first three months are going to be hell and live with it. And if mm-hmm. there's a manual out there that says that, it should be, you know, taken off the shelf. <laughs> right. Right. So the first way to cope is to get more sleep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the second is to eat healthy foods and make sure that you continue to eat. Mm-hmm. In pregnancy, women tend to remember to eat more. Yeah. Once they have the baby, all of a sudden the needs focus on the baby and less on us. Mm-hmm. But you do need to continue to eat and drink enough. So yeah. make sure that you have healthy snacks around. Mm-hmm. Make sure that they are out and visible. Mm-hmm. I would much prefer someone have a kind bar or you know some kind of protein bar mm-hmm. in a free few minutes than take a shower. Take mm-hmm. the shower later in the day or the next right. day. Right. You're no one's gonna die from being stinky, but <laughs> you need to eat something. Right. The other thing is to go outside. Mm-hmm. Women get very worried about the notion, well, my baby's not vaccinated yet, so I can't take him or her outside at all. You don't need to go into the middle of Times Square. Right. But bundle your baby up and go for a walk around the block. Mm -hmm. If someone comes up to the baby, be like, hey, you know, can you keep your distance? You know, it's flu season and my baby doesn't have his or her shots. She's too young. But, or just don't stop and just pretend you have earbuds in or maybe do have earbuds in and just keep on walking. (laughs) But getting outside is incredibly important and incredibly helpful for your mental health. Mm -hmm. And it feels good to get some fresh air. Well, everybody, we've come a long way. And we at the Mom and Mind podcast are dedicated to continue to highlight more real life experiences from mothers and families and to continue to shed light on these really harsh realities of new motherhood and new parenthood but also to give hope and to give a way out and to let people know that they're not alone and to let people know that they can find resources and information that is supportive and healing. That's what this is all about. That's what this whole podcast is for. Real talk, real information, 
getting information to the people who need it, hopefully before they need it. But certainly for some of us, we get it after the fact and it can still be healing to know that it wasn't just in our heads, that what we went through is a real thing. So I I appreciate all of you. And for those of you who have reached out to me personally over the years, the two years, who have felt seen or heard by this podcast and by these interviews, this is for you. It's all for you. The interviews with the experts and advocates and all of the work that these organizations and people are doing, it's highlighted here to help you have a lifeline, to help you have a way out, to help you to see that it's that you're not alone. When I hear the messages or read the notes about how the podcast or the interviews are helping you, it really, really touches my heart and keeps me going. I have no desire to quit this podcast. I have every desire to continue going on and highlighting all of you and your stories, whoever's willing to share what has gone on for them, sharing our stories, getting this real information is is vital for us. Once this is out in the light, it cannot grow in the same way. It cannot continue to pull us down. So even if you're out there and you have never or will never ever share your story, just know that we have, we got you. Just know that we got you. We are here and we are working hard to make sure that you know you're not alone. So please continue to share this resource. Connect with us on momandmind.com, on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and on our Mom and Mind Connection Facebook page. And from the very bottom of my heart, thank you. And until next time. Thank you for joining us today. Please share this podcast. Together, we can support moms and families so that no one has to deal with this alone. Come connect with us on Facebook and Instagram at Mom and Mind. Hello, you sentient ball of stardust. My name is Casey Davis. I'm a therapist and I'm an author of the book, How to Keep House While Drowning, where I talk about ways to make it a little bit easier to take care of yourself when you're overwhelmed, stressed, have mental health issues, physical health issues, or maybe you're just in a hard season of life. Maybe you're looking for a place that you can come and listen to some practical advice. This is a podcast for all of the self-help rejects. We're going to talk about skills for survival and self-kindness. And I'm going to leave the pop psychology at the door. I promise not to tell you to meditate or to journal. We're just going to give you some really insightful conversations with hopefully some practical advice. So I don't believe you need to pick yourself up by the bootstraps. I don't want you to just try harder. And I don't believe that laziness exists. So join me over on Struggle Care, where we can find compassionate solutions that help us function a little bit better.